Hey, I'm Braddock Basket, and I have never in my life listened to I Doubt It with Dollamore. Is that what it's called? Yeah, whatever. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, welcome to the show, episode 318 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me, that lovely co-host who loves to coin terms like chromogenism, the lovely Brittany Page. Did I coin that term? You just said it before the mics went hot. and uh, You never heard it before? I don't think it's a word. Yeah, I think you came up with it. Perfect. Chromogenism. Yeah. Why don't you give a context to why you use the word chromogenism? Well, I think I actually said I've converted to chromogenism. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> because of the 4th of July. But this is only going to make sense if you've listened to the bonus call-in episode, oh, right. which I hope that you have because you- it was a very good time. It was a good time. Yeah. And we talked to Jeremy in Kansas about why he was a bummer because he is not a fan of the fireworks. And I've been seeing that a lot on or I I was seeing that a lot on social media before the 4th of July. And I felt myself feeling a little annoyed with the fireworks. I I will admit this. um, And only this, Brittany. I will admit to nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. Um, this year was the first year that I that I can remember it being like a goddamn war zone. Yeah. <laughs> Other years, it's like, oh, yeah, some fireworks going off. It wasn't like it that this year. Like, I've yeah. always heard people like bitch about their pets or this year I could see where it would have been a problem. And yeah. I, maybe it was just our area. Maybe maybe it was the same as last year, but I was more attuned to it. But well, I remember was different. in previous years, Orange County had all of these signs everywhere saying, "Don't you dare!" Oh yeah, no fireworks yeah. allowed. Right? And are you listening, you fuckers? Yeah, I mean they were <laughs> everywhere, and I don't I don't remember seeing any of those this year. In fact, I feel like. Uh, the 4th of July just snuck up on me and all of a sudden there were fireworks stands and it was the 4th of July. Yeah. So maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I don't remember seeing the signs and uh, I don't know if it wasn't illegal this year or if people were just really excited about Donald Trump and well, wanted to celebrate. Let me point something out that you may not have noticed. No after 4th of July fireworks. Oh, I was doing that. Can you hear hear anything? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I guess that does happen. There, like there's the next day. Like, oh, right. we, we, we didn't shoot off our wad all last night. We have yeah. a little bit of wad left over. <laughs> Let's go crazy. Yeah. Got to finish and, off that leftover wad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> no it's, wad is being dispensed with. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I felt my I, I was getting irritated. I couldn't hear the TV. It was loud. I was right. wondering when it was going to stop. Right. And then, but, well, that was the other thing. The later it got, the more 
more of a convert into curmudgeonism. Yeah, so it was like 11.30 and it was still happening. Crazy it was happening. Excessive. Yeah. So... Maybe I'm anti-fireworks now. Maybe I'm Get also a bummer. Get on, you goddamn kids. I still love the smell. The after effects. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Gunpowder. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, a, it's a... One, there's nostalgia to it, but you know, there's something pleasant about it. Yeah, I don't know. What? I don't know about the nostalgia. <laughs> I was the cleaner-upper for the 4th of July celebrations yeah. in my household, so... Well, listen, uh, we did do a call-in episode, not to abruptly cut Brittany off, but yeah. that is kind of what I do. Yes. That's my role. Also, no one cares. On the show. Yes. And we we sat here, took some calls via the Google number. We worked out. It was a great experiment that we did. Yeah. It let us know we want to do it again. Right. Like, but we'd like to know what you guys thought of the episode. So after you get done listening to it, uh, email or tweet at us or leave us a voicemail, whatever, let us know. Because we want to, if that's something you guys like, we would love to keep doing it because we enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, and it gave us a chance to work out some of the kinks, like how to turn off the goddamn ringer Yeah. when someone's calling while you're on a call. Yeah. Things like that. Something else that might be um, a good idea is to figure out how um, to turn on the busy signal. When someone calls, if there's a way to activate that somehow, mm. because otherwise, if we're talking to someone, people can just call in and then we miss their call. Yeah. Or so, they just leave a message. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of a bummer. Right. So anyway, we would really appreciate some feedback on that because it is something we'd like to do. Just let us know. Anyway, speaking of voicemails on this show, we are not afraid to be criticized. We are not afraid to be challenged. We, we, we take it as a point of pride to move the conversation forward. And part of that means being disagreed with. Well, because we're not going to be right all the time. Of course not, especially me. God damn. Well, then part of that is being, if, if I go a little over the top and I'm shaming, and both of these calls have to do with kind of shaming, although different things, oddly enough. And that's okay. We are totally okay with that. So let's start with the very first call. Hey there. A fairly recent listener to the podcast. Um, every time I listen, I always have a lot of things that I want to say. And now that I'm calling the voicemail line, I'm forgetting pretty much all of them, except this one thing. I want to go ahead and go on record about maybe we need to be careful about fat shaming 45 um, while, yes, he does look very gross, um, there are a lot of overweight people out there, and perhaps 45 gives us plenty of things to mock him about that we don't really need to pick up on his being overweight, especially since it looks like he's gaining a lot of weight right now. The stress of the presidency seems to be taking its toll. Not that I'm feeling all that upset for him but there you have it love the show Brittany is the best part love the show Brittany is the best part Bye. well let me say this nameless caller someone who didn't say where they're from and oh, who yeah. they are um, th- let me just give the audience a little context I think that this is due to a couple of memes that I made while enjoying a delicious 
breakfast bagel sandwich on the morning of the 4th of July. <laughs> and there's this picture, it's which important. is a wildly unattractive picture of Donald Trump with his fat gut, Michelin tire guy, and his he looks like he's just been playing 800 rounds of golf, and his face is splotchy, and he's got the, the old man's waddle going on. It's a bummer photo. You haven't talked about his watch yet. Yeah, he's got his gold metal band watch just core size is too small yeah just clinging on the clasp is just doing doing really a lot of work you're missing another another part to fully paint the picture the hair coming out of the hat over the watch yeah so anyway no not the hair in the watch the hair in the hat oh yeah Yeah. well that's that's Donald. okay so anyway i said looks like this at the top Mm -hmm. and then at the bottom judges women Based on their looks or something like that. Yeah. So while I take what you're saying, unnamed caller, uh, I understand what you're saying. But, you know, when a man, when any individual goes on a tirade of judging people on their looks over and over and over and over for so long, at some point I'm going to take the low road. At some point, eh, I'm just not going to fucking care about, well, we can't fat shame. Because Mm -hmm. when I fat shame Donald Trump, I'm fat shaming Donald Trump, not anybody else. And and technically, I'm not really fat shaming him. I'm just pointing out in a super hilarious way. Yeah. (laughs) The hypocrisy of this man passing judgment, rating people, uh, measuring their worth based on their looks. Right. He's not in a position to do that. Yeah. And... I mean, someone commented on one of those memes and made a, a good point as well that um, even if it was an attractive person, they didn't give specifics. But I imagine that they're talking about Jason Momoa or Bobby Cannavale or um, who else? Uh, your particular, your your particular flavor. Serious Black, not Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is Serious Black. Any of these people, right? Um, it would still not be okay. Right. But. With Donald Trump, it's particularly maddening because um, who does he think he is? Right. Yeah, listen, I mean, that's what it. I'm sorry. Can I say this? This criticism does have some merit. However, let, let, let me say this. If this criticism had come, if I had made a meme that said, hey, look at this fat bastard. Yeah. I, I think I would be more more open to this criticism. Yeah. Instead, I said, hey, look at this fucking hypocrite who has the temerity to judge people on their looks. That's what I did. I Have you singled him out for his weight? No, no, no. It's just been kind of the cumulative Yeah. Well, I, the more pissed <laughs> off I get about what a fucking vulgar jerk off he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm no Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Brittany Page. Mm-hmm. I don't go high when they go low. Yeah. If a guy needs a, a, a kick in the dick, he's going to get a kick, kick in the dick. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Do you know what, what I'm saying? Uh, I suppose. And Donald Trump 
while protected mm-hmm. by Secret Service and the law, yeah, he's not going to get a tick kick in the dick, so he gets a shitty, shitty meme. Yeah, that's I'm, what he gets. I'm from glad Jesse that D. you said that because Kathy Griffin was interviewed for over an hour by the Secret Service. I don't, I don't have time for that. Yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> so anyway, nameless caller, locationless caller. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I. He said he was a new listener. I appreciate it. Yeah. Not not ashamed. Not not a not put out. Not angered. Yeah. Good times. So next time, caller with no name, make sure that when you have all those thoughts that start coming to you, just hit the pause button. Call the voice memo line. Which is on your speed dial, of course. Yeah. And leave us a message. Yes. There you go. But thank you for your call. Yes. Next up, not about the handsome, well-groomed Donald Trump, (laughs) but another topic that we talked about last time. Hey, Jesse. Brittany's Casey. Uh, so I'm listening to the 4th of July episode, and you guys are talking about Trump with the gif of him beating up Vince McMahon with the CNN logo in his face. So I had to say he's beating up CNN. And, you know, totally agree with what you're saying. It's the most white trash thing to do. White trash? I'm, I'm from the South. This is the home of white trash. White trash? Oh. So, it is a very white trash thing to do. White trash. But, uh, I kept hearing a lot of like inflammatory, like the WWE and like the way you guys say the WWE. Now I'm taking the wrong thing out of this, but I'm also a huge wrestling fan, and uh, we weren't fans of this either. We, didn't, you know, <laughs> it wasn't something that we liked. It was something that happened. Hasn't been talked about since it happened. Uh, they actually have completely disconnected themselves from him on television. Uh, but, you know, they still went to the White House to meet him and stuff like that because of Linda getting the job with him. Uh, but yeah, he's up on the hate with the WWE. You know, wrestling fans listen to your show. We, we love it. And we love you guys. And we want to be able to love you both without shitting on one of you. Uh, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Just pretty much I agree. But don't give us wrestling fans so much, so much grief. Yeah, I have a good one. See now, Casey has me feeling bad. I felt a little bad too because I I feel like it is it was something I grew up on. White trash, and <laughs> I was white trash. And uh, my dad watched it, and my older brother uh, watched it. Of course they did. And my brother loved it. He had it was WWF at the time. Yeah, and he had shirts that he wore and he went to a little convention one time and he uh, I met China whatever and so I I just grew up around it and I'm not a fan I don't think I was ever a fan um, but maybe we were being dicks right yeah well this is, here, here's the deal I'm I'm not a fan of wrestling I don't get it so it's easy it's easy for me to shit on but also, Casey, listen, everybody else, you can turn off your your devices. And I, I'm just talking to Casey here. Come on, brother. You know it's an easy thing to make fun of. You, you know that they don't make it easy on themselves. It's, it's, a, it's a childhood guilty pleasure that you have. And then 
if you carry it on to an adulthood, look, who am I to judge? But come on, you, you're not going to take away my fun of making fun of goddamn WWE. Well, I I also just watched Glow on Netflix, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah. And in one of the episodes, one of the characters talks about how it's it's like a soap opera. Yes, exactly. So it is kind of, it has soap opera elements. And soap operas are very popular can still I, to this day. Can I also say that I have the same... That's what I'm saying. I have the same making fun of soap operas yeah. as I do WWE. Right. So you don't appreciate wrestling. You don't appreciate soap operas. Well, look, look, the reason I'm really going hard on it on this... I said hard on. The, the reason I'm really going hard on it f- for this particular thing, Casey, and everybody else, I guess I'm talking to everybody now. They can turn their devices back yeah, on. Yeah, turn it back on, everybody. Is because it's the president of the United States of America... Tweeting a little movie with CNN's face embossed upon someone's head where he is wrestling them. Fake wrestling. I, I mean, come on. The irony is not lost on uh, Is it irony or is it just ridiculousness? I, I think that part of the problem as well is that we have um, a president who did this. <laughs> I mean, he was actually like wrestling. Yes. He was doing that. So that's kind of shocking um, because Barack Obama was highly educated and um, very, well, inte- very so intelligent. So is Donald Trump, apparently. Well. Educated. Yeah. It's Listen, it's the absurdity of it. That's what it is. It's just the absurdity. And I, am I truly thinking that if you watch wrestling, you're a fucking idiot? No, of course not. But listen, what we do here, we try to be a little bit funny, too. And it's going to be hard to be funny if I'm, oh, he tweeted a completely non, it wasn't farcical at all. Well, it's not ridiculous at all that the president of the United States shaved the head of the uh, of Vin- Vince McMahon in the ring during a WrestleMania thing. Yeah. I'm going to, well, come on. I'm I'm the one who thought of the white trash Wedding White crashers thing, because that's all I could hear when I saw the tweet. And it wasn't just because it was wrestling, though. I think maybe that point got lost, too. It's that Donald Trump is like a trashy person. He's just generally kind of a trashy individual. Uh, if he didn't have his wealth and he didn't have his position, he might just be some old drunk guy harassing women in a bar. I mean, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think that he's... He, he listen it's been said so it's not something unique but he is everything that some blue collar and i don't mean that pejoratively i come from welfare that's the other thing you got to keep in mind my my past is it's an i'm this is me <laughs> but donald trump is every every guy that you imagine is dirt poor playing the lottery burning his money playing the goddamn lottery playing scratchers this is how he imagines rich people live with houses encrusted in gold and grabbing women by the pussy because they're famous and they can donald trump lives the life that someone who doesn't have money and aspires to you know what i mean no I'm not doing a very good job here. Yeah, this is kind of... I'm not shitting on you, Casey. That's what I'm saying. That's the point. Or aliens, for that matter. What? 
Aliens, 1979. Oh, right. <laughs> See, Jesse holds grudges. It's not a grudge. I'm just I do not. Jokes. I didn't even remember. I didn't even yeah, get the reference, Casey. Listen, we love our listeners. <laughs> we love our listeners, especially the ones that give us a little shit. We're okay with that. So. Yeah. If you, too, would like to call, thanks, everybody, for the calls. If you, too, would like to call, give us shit, agree with us, disagree with us, move that conversation forward. 657-464-7609. Of course, there's always email to which you can send a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. Karen. Karen. Thank you to Karen our latest Patreon supporter. We appreciate it very much. Hey, listen, if you're on the fence, if you've been hearing these Patreon drops and us reading names, and you've been to yourself, hey, you know, I uh, want to get on board with that. I want to support them and move them closer to doing a third episode per week and help sponsor all of that bonus content that they do. If that's been you over the course of however many episodes, right now is the time. Go to Patreon. Check out the site. It's completely legit. They charge you one time a month, whatever amount that you say. There's no risk involved. You can cancel it any time for any reason. No obligation. It's easy. And if this doesn't sound great, this isn't convincing, think of the fact that you will become a pin on our map of Patreon supporters. Yes. And you'll be represented with a pin. I'm going to have to take a big high def picture of it. Yes. And then crop it so everybody can zoom on in and see all the, all the, we only put pins of people for whom we have addresses. A lot of people we don't. So it's yeah. only really half the patrons. That's true. Yeah. From Patreon. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, now's the time. If you guys want to do it, we'd love to have you on board. Thank you for your support. Those who are considering it. Those who maybe aren't in a position to do so, we get it. We love you guys. The program's going to be free, but it's through the active financial support that we are able to grow and do more through bonus and and, and eventually a third episode per week. So thanks a lot. We love you guys. You are awesome. Democracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. In a continued effort to talk about the Voter Fraud Commission, <laughs> led by Kovach, Kobach, the Secretary of State of Nebraska, I'm sorry, Kansas. Kansas, I don't want to malign the great state of Nebraska. Mm. We have patrons there. Yes. They would not be happy. No. Um, there is a decided and aggressive opposition to this particular commission and the information that they want. We talked a little bit about it last time, but the fervor and fury over it is growing. Pro 
President Trump's voter fraud commission facing a revolt and now a federal lawsuit trying to block Trump's effort to collect voter data from all 50 states. Whatever a person on the street can walk in and get, uh, that's what we would like. But a privacy advocacy group in D.C., the Electronic Privacy Information Center, says the transmission of the data could put voters at risk. The group filed this request for a temporary restraining order to halt the commission's efforts to obtain the data, citing privacy issues and concerns about sending voter data over an unsecure website. Responding late this afternoon, the Justice Department said the group has no standing to sue and the records requests are only asking for publicly available information. Now, the letter Chris Kobach, the vice chair of the commission, sent to every state last week requests information publicly available under state law. Now, that could include everything from a voter's name, address and birth date to their party affiliation, criminal or military record and partial Social Security number. A handful of states still haven't responded to the letter. But so far, by CNN's count, 45 states plus Washington, D.C., have refused to provide some or all of the information, citing their own state laws or privacy concerns. Kobach released a statement late today disagreeing with that count, calling it a media distortion. Now, several secretaries of state have raised questions about the commission's motive. It's not really clear what the state is going to be used for. It seems to maybe be a fishing expedition or a witch hunt of some kind. Others believe this is simply an effort to support frequent claims made by President Trump without any evidence about widespread voter fraud. They woke up from the dead and they went and voted. I think the purpose of this, besides indulging the president's fantasy, is to stop people from voting. But still, the majority of states, even those who would vocally oppose the collection of data, have said they will turn over at least some public information. We are just going to release that publicly available information that is routinely released uh, to candidates, to news organizations, uh, and anyone that actually makes that request. So based on that statement he released today, it actually seems that CNN and Kobach are simply breaking the numbers down differently as to what counts as a cooperating state. But uh, really, the bottom line is, again, Jim, the majority of states in both of our counts are likely to turn over at least some form of publicly available information. So the overriding situation here is that there's no need for this goddamn commission in the first place. There isn't widespread voter fraud. Very reputable research organizations have shown that out of a billion votes, there were like 35 cases of voter fraud. And after this election, there actually were a few cases where people were arrested. I don't know about the conviction rate, but people who were arrested for voting twice, and they were Donald Trump people who were whipped into such a fury that they voted twice thinking that the fix was in, that it was a rigged election, and then their vote wasn't going to count, so they wanted to make sure and did it twice. Voter fraud is not a widespread problem. Dead people are not voting, or people voting in the place of a dead person. Illegal immigrants are not voting en masse. They're just not. You know what's interesting about this is I heard someone say today that the reason Donald Trump is so um, irritated by the Russia investigation is that it makes him feel as though the election was illegitimate. Yeah. 
But like he didn't do it. It takes away the 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 accomplishment. Yeah. From him. But that seems to contradict this idea of voter fraud, right? I don't know. He's president, and I'm still confused by the fact that he is so adamant yeah. Yeah. that there was so much fraud and all these illegal votes. Three million, right? Well, it's coincidentally the same margin by which he lost the popular vote. So <laughs> is that it then? He's that, he's, that, that is it, yeah. He it, says he would have won he would have won the popular vote hadn't it been for three million illegal aliens voting here in California. Okay, so all of this is about proving that he also won the popular the vote. popular vote. Right. But they are trying to twist this, it looks like. And, you know, I'd call me a conspiracy theorist. I hope you don't. But it looks like they're trying to spin this into some way to maybe get a lot of voter information, sensitive voter information that the parties pay top dollar for, for voter metrics, to be able to use it in 2020 and 2018. You know, party affiliation, veteran status, those are big things to get to know mm-hmm. about people who actually vote. Right. Because through just statistical analysis, where you live, they can find out all kinds of other stuff about your buying habits and a myriad of different little data points that point to the kind of voter you are. This is invasion of privacy of the highest order. And it is only the most diehard, dickhole party loyalists like the son of former attorney general, former senator from Missouri, John Ashcroft. His son, Jay Ashcroft, is the secretary of state for Missouri, and he is all on board for this. Listen to this audio of him and Chris Cuomo from CNN going back and forth about the very matter. First of all, we do know vote fraud occurs. Um, but we, but it happens on a very small scale. There must be a list of priorities for you to take on as secretary of state that has much more impact on your state than voter fraud. Well, I, I think I'm responsible to do a lot of things at once as secretary of state. I think the people appointed me or elected me to do that, and I'm going to do that. Um, but I also think that any time elections are changed based on voter fraud, that's a problem. And we've had that occur in Missouri. It's been demonstrated. Um, but secondly, I think we can both agree that whether or not there is vote fraud, what, how, what amount it occurs in, has been something where there are smart, good people on both sides of, of, the, of the disagreement. And I think that no, I don't accept that as a premise. This this is not a 50-50 proposition where maybe it's three million, maybe it isn't. There are no numbers anywhere like that coming from anywhere that deserves respect except the president's mouth. He owned this as an explanation for the popular vote results. And other than that, we know the studies. You know them. They've been cited to you many times. You can't substantiate the allegation with anything other than the president's own words. Actually, I can substantiate the allegations and the actual occurrence of vote fraud in Missouri. And the funny thing is that in the the studies you cite, none of them include these vote fraud occurrences that happen in the state of Missouri, which right there points to a problem. But I think the biggest thing is... But at your strongest reckoning, Secretary of State, you have a handful of cases. You you can't make this a problem of any specific dimension or scope. You don't have the cases. You don't have the proof. I'm not saying you don't have any cases. I'm not saying you don't have a problem. We all know every state has problems. There's almost zero chance that our votes are accurate. But it's not a widespread problem. It's not something that you're dealing with on a major scale. Isn't that just the truth? 
Well, I'm, I'm glad that you've, you agreed that, yes, we do have vote fraud and that none of the, the, the vote totals are completely accurate. I think that's an improvement. But what I would say is, if, if, if like you, you believe that vote fraud isn't a, a, a massive thing, it doesn't change elections, shouldn't you want there to be an, an investigation by a bipartisan commission like this with full information? Because if the data shows that, you can stand up and say, I was right. And I th- would think that Republicans would like to have a bipartisan investigation with all the information. Why, can't, why don't we do this well and, and put this to rest? Either we have a problem with it or we don't. Let's find out. If we have a problem, let's work to solve it. If we don't, let's move on to other problems. So <laughs> my favorite part of this was something that the audience couldn't see, I knew this is, I knew you were going to comment on this. Because there was a lot of hostile smiling happening in this clip. Yeah, yeah. And... Everyone has to know what hostile smiling is, right? right. Um, it is the height of passive aggressiveness. Yeah, they were smiling at each other, but it was very passive aggressive. It's like, rather than say what he was saying, you could hear, oh, fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Well, I don't like Jay, Jay Ashcroft. One, because of this clip, but also because I know his dad. Mm-hmm. And his dad was a dick. <laughs> In my experiences, let me let me rephrase. In my experiences with Senator John Ashcroft from Missouri, he was a dick. So it's possible that Jay Ashcroft is not a dick. Yeah. But after listening to this, this is the first time I, I didn't even know he was the Secretary of State of the State of Missouri. Huh. Chip off the old block, if you ask me. Oh. Why he's saying, oh. You should be really happy that we have a commission that is costing taxpayers millions and millions of dollars so you can be proved right that there was no reason to have the commission in the first place. That's what he just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's not Trump loyalty, I, I don't know what is. Well, I also, there was dancing around the cases of voter fraud. Yeah. There weren't really specifics. Right? He said, this has happened in our state. Well, they say cases because a lot of times cases go to trial or they, they go before uh, they get recommended to the prosecutor and they go up the system and then there's no conviction. So, yeah, there are cases, there are accusations. Yeah. Well, that's why I think it would be useful to get into details. Right. There. Yeah. Well, what were the cases? How many were there? What is the time frame that we're talking about here? Uh, like how many cases and how many years? Well, what happens is a guy like Jay Ashcroft knows he's only on a three and a half minute segment. He knows Chris Cuomo doesn't have the time to spend going over specific cases with any detail whatsoever. And he controls the tempo of information that gets given. So he knows he's not going to be asked further because there's just not time to do so. But... I guarantee you some major media organization is going to cover this and we're going to find out, you know, listen, if I had time, maybe I do. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start looking state to state. Maybe you guys should start looking state to state and see what kind of convictions there have been for voter fraud. It would be pretty easy to find out on a state by state and a local level. Again, we're going to keep following this because this This seems to be what Trump was distracting from 
with his Mika Brzezinski tweets and then followed by his CNN WWE. Is that better, Casey? Is that better, buddy? <laughs> the tone. His WWE tweets <laughs> that were super cool and funny. <laughs> I know he wasn't saying that. Brenny, give me the eyes. Yep. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. Got your back, Casey. Yeah. The the Reddit the Reddit tweets is uh. what I'm calling them. Donald Trump got this that that that, that I keep wanting to call it a GIF, but it's it was a video mm-hmm. from a Reddit user. What's his name? Han asshole solo. Han, Han like Han Solo, but Han asshole solo. Yeah. And CNN went out of their way to find out who this guy is. They did a deep dive into his into his Reddit account. Yeah. They somehow linked that to mm-hmm. a social media account. They found mm-hmm. out he's this middle-aged man. Yeah, an adult. He's just a fucking troll asshole. An adult man. That's right, who claims to not be racist. He's oh. just doing this to be a funny guy. I have to read this part. This is what he said. This is, he has the most diverse group of friends. You'd be shocked. I mean, I know that he posts a lot of anti-Semitic posts and... Right. Uh, uh, Well, if you look, read his posts, you would think he hates Jews, he hates Muslims, and he hates gays. Right, but no, no, no. One of his best friends is a homosexual. This is a a quote. quote. And one of my best friends is Jewish, and one of my best friends is Muslim. Wow. So he has a gay best friend, a Jewish best friend, and a Muslim best friend. He's... It has it all. That, That is amazing. Yeah. Because I have a pretty diverse group of friends, mm-hmm. and the two people that I would call my best friends are white. Well, they're atheists, but they're former Christians, but they're white people. Yes. And straight. Yes. Uh, so, come on. I mean, I have a lot of close friends who are who are gay, fewer who are Muslim mm-hmm. um, and Jewish, but co- who, who who's able to say... One of my best... How many best friends does the guy goddamn have? A lot. <laughs> and that's why he Very spends pop- so much time on the internet. Very popular character, yeah. yeah. Rather than spending time with all of that that diversity, yeah. he's online talking about how the Jews run the media. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God The damn. Star of David on all, everyone's forehead that works at CNN. That's one of the memes he shared, right? So, yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. So he, here is a clip. This is Jim Shuto from CNN talking about this. And we've got some other stuff to talk about relative to the developments that happened yesterday. Welcome back to the lead and sticking with politics. As offensive as it was in itself, there are serious questions about the origins of that wrestling video that the president shared over the weekend in which Mr. Trump appears to pummel a person whose head is a CNN logo. I want to bring in CNN's Tom Foreman. He's been taking a deeper dive into that video. So, so Tom, where do we know about where this video originated on the web? Jim, the White House will not say where the president got the video, but a senior White House official said today it was not from Reddit, which is a popular Internet messaging board. The problem is we and other media outlets who have searched can't find any evidence of it existing anywhere but Reddit before the president picked it up. Now, why does that matter? Because if he got it from that source, a whole bunch of new questions about racism, bigotry, and violence come into play. The video shared by President Trump to his 33 million personal Twitter followers, and then to 19 million more on his presidential account, 
was apparently first posted by a Reddit user who goes by this online name and who has also laid claim to it. That user of Reddit's online message board reacted enthusiastically. Wow, I never expected my meme to be retweeted by the God Emperor himself. I am honored. But others are worried, including the Anti-Defamation League, which surveyed the user's post and found a consistent record of racism, anti-Semitism, and bigotry. This individual traffics in online hatred and, at times, violent rhetoric. And the ADL seems to call out the president, saying, when those on the fringes of society feel their messaging is getting mainstream attention, that should raise alarms. The fake media is trying to silence us, but we will not let them. Because the people know the truth. The fake media tried to stop us from going to the White House. But I'm president, and they're not. It all comes as the president is raging away at the media, with a fiery speech and a Twitter attack on two MSNBC hosts that was so coarse, members of his own party were stunned. For the president of the United States, the greatest country of the world, the person who is representing our country, to use that kind of language is just so inappropriate. For many critics, it harkens back to the campaign, and Team Trump was at times accused of sharing material promulgated by racists, whether on purpose or carelessly is unclear, and inciting violence. I'd like to punch him in the face, I'll tell you. The campaign always denied the accusations, especially those about violence. And his deputy press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, did it again just last week. The president in no way, uh, form or fashion, has ever uh, promoted or encouraged violence, if anything, quite the contrary. In CNN's official response to the new video, however, the network said clearly Sarah Huckabee Sanders lied. And we should note that this video does not appear to be exactly the one posted by that Reddit user, who noted online some edits were done to both the pictures and the sound, even as he laid claim to it. That raises questions about who made those changes, and again, with the White House saying the president didn't get it from Reddit, how did it wind up in the president's hands? And was he aware of its origin? We've asked the administration. No answers yet, Jim. I doubt we're going to get answers. And that's a problem. But I would look, I would say this. I doubt Donald Trump is trolling Reddit. He's a 71-year-old man. Although, he, he, he does have social media kind of down... Down pat. Well, also, there's subpages. That's what they're called, right? Subreddits. Subreddits. Yeah. And they're dedicated to Donald Trump, like the Donald. The Donald. Is, right. We, we, the, the, the Donald is one that was actually suspended for a while by Reddit because of conspiracy theories like Pizzagate and hate, promulgating hate. Yeah. And then they got turned back on. And I think they're they're kind of trying to watch their shit now, maybe. Yeah. So maybe he's going to those because they have his name. On them, yeah, and he wants yeah. to see what's being said. Look, that's that's a very plausible expla explanation. Although that website is confusing, and I feel old <laughs> every time I go to that website. I understand Reddit way more than I do Snapchat. I don't understand either of them. So here's here's what happened. So CNN tracked this guy down, this Han asshole solo, and found out who he was. Apparently, a middle aged man, family. 
doesn't believe, apparently. He profusely apologized, wrote this long thing in the Donald thread, which the moderators there deleted. But CNN stepped on their own dick in this way, and they said this. CNN is, this is written by a guy named Andrew Kaczynski. His Twitter handle is K-File, K-F-I-L-E, K-File. He wrote this for CNN. CNN is not as a part of a much longer article about outing this guy, finding out who he is. CNN is not publishing Han Asshole Solo's name because he is a private citizen who has issued an extensive statement of apology, showed his remorse by saying he has taken down all his offending posts, and because he said he is not going to repeat this ugly behavior on social media again. In addition, he says his statement could serve as an example to others not to do the same. And here's the part with which I've got a problem. CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. That's a problem. That's a threat. I don't see any other way to look at that. Now, Andrew Kaczynski has a different reason. So Kaczynski on Twitter said that this was being, quote, misinterpreted. Yeah. And, quote, intended only to mean we made no agreement with the man about his identity. So he's saying that someone basically did it as a safeguard and it backfired. And apparently it was added in the editing process is what they're saying as well. So CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. And he says, all we mean is there's no agreement. No, that's not what you said. This isn't Twitter. You don't have only 140 characters to get your point across. You have an entire article. That was the entire paragraph was that sentence. You could have... You could expound upon it, upon it. You could have spent seven sentences explaining exactly what you mean, Andrew Kaczynski. Instead, you've got me on the side of alt-right assholes who are using the, me, the, the, the hashtag CNN blackmail. Yeah, I don't think it needs to go crazy, though. I don't and, either. And that's the thing, because I don't believe that. I think someone made a mistake here. I think someone did the wrong thing. It was meant to be shitty, though. And I don't think that... Or do you not agree? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I have a hard time... I have fair. a hard time believing that they would lie, but it's hard to own up to a mistake that you did when there's Especially, such a severe backlash. Also, people are losing their goddamn jobs right. over there. So, I understand that. I don't think that... Um, and I know this is hard, too, because they work for CNN, and so everything they do is backed by CNN, but right. it's not like this was had a stamp of approval from the most legitimate people in the organization. Um, I, I was waiting for Jake Tapper to issue some sort of tweet statement, yeah. and he didn't, and I, I, he didn't promote the article. He didn't retweet the article, as far as I know. Um, so there's certain reputable characters at CNN, I believe, that did not 
promote the article. And that's yeah. likely because of that of that wording. Right. And then CNN issued a statement. CNN decided not to publish the name of the Reddit user out of concern for his safety. Any assertion that the network blackmailed or coerced him is false. The user, who is an adult male, not a 15-year-old boy, apologized and deleted his account before ever speaking with our reporter. CNN never made any deal of any kind with the user. In fact, CNN included its decision to withhold the user's identity in an effort to be completely transparent that there was no deal. And CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. Yeah, it's problematic. It's shitty language. Yeah, I'm. It is for it, sure it a is, problem. It is a sentence that stood alone. I know I'm not arguing with you. I'm not. I know you don't. But it's a sentence that stood alone on its own, as its own paragraph. Right. Well, something that that bums me out about this, like you mentioned, the alt right trolls, is this is just more ammunition. Yeah. And it's very unfortunate because everyone who works at that organization should really be on edge and be careful about what they're putting out there and how it's going to be perceived. And Especially during a week like this. Right. So don't get all it's, excited. It's been a bad week for CNN. You don't want to get all excited, write your great article, and not really take into consideration how that's going to be perceived. Yeah. Because he was... Kaczynski viciously defending this when it first came out. And now he's made some concessions here. Look, I'm not saying we talked to somebody about this today. And my position is this. Either release the information or don't release it. But don't add that little bullshit line in there. I, I wouldn't mind. In fact, it would bring me great joy to know who this asshole is. Because hiding behind your racism... And your calls to violence and your vitriol, eh, that's cowardice as far as I'm concerned. I don't believe the, the internet should provide some blanket of anonymity. So I wouldn't have had a problem, as I rant and rave here, about them giving his full name at all. It's saying we didn't do it, but if he gets out of line again, we're going to do it. That's where I have a problem. They're better than that, or at least they should be. All right. Well, let's let's talk about a couple things. I know that I talk about Donald Trump being dumb guy Donald all the time. <laughs> and he is not stingy about giving me examples of what a dumb guy he is. So we're going to play a clip here about how he didn't know that the term second lady for the wife of the vice president was a thing or for the wife of a lieutenant governor, for that matter, of 50 states across the union was a thing. And then we're going to talk about something that happened when he got off a plane. There is one military family here today I am especially excited to recognize. Our great vice president, Mike Pence, and our second lady, never heard that term before, but that's what they say. And she is some lady, that I can tell you. Of the United States, Karen Pence are here along with their son, Marine First Lieutenant Michael Pence. Where is Michael? Great. It's great, Michael. Michael, not only are your parents proud of you, not only am I proud of you, but America 
Michael is very proud of you. Thank you. So you heard that, right, Brittany Page? Yeah. <laughs> Michael. And our second lady, never heard that term before, but that's what they say. Oh, I thought you were going to reference him saying Michael. because No. That was cracking me up. No, I know this is obviously for the second lady thing, but it, he was also funny how he was, Michael, we're proud of you. I'm real. I'm really proud of you. So proud of you that I have to read this very short sentence about how proud of you I am from this piece of paper. Yeah. And then this. And she is some lady that I can tell you. Uh, she is some lady that I can tell you. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Believe me. Uh, is she I, attractive, she, though? She's probably not that great a lady if he says to believe him about I it. I mean, we, we believe me. We didn't get some details. He's not talking about her appearance. I'm confused. He just seems confused all the time. You know, there's this video that's that's going around Twitter. Yes. And he gets off the plane. Yes. And he walks toward the car. He doesn't just get off the plane. He gets off Air Force One. Yeah, that plane. And he walks down the stairs And there's a car waiting for him. There is a giant armored limousine with the seal of the President of the United States on both doors and flags of the United States and the President of the United States on the hood. And for some reason, he starts walking toward the front of the vehicle, passes the vehicle. It goes out of frame. He's just walking down the tarmac. Someone has to stop him and say, I'm assuming they said, hey, uh, that car, the only car that's here is for you. That's where we're going. You don't have to walk home. There's a car here. It's, oh, there it is. I'm getting in that car. And he turns around and goes back to the car. Listen, I, I'm not going to, again, get conspiratorial here about whether or not he is mentally unfit or something's going on. Don't don't upset Dr. Francis. But goddamn, something must be going on here. The Cadillac limousine that the president of the United States is carted around in isn't a standard limo. You didn't get one of these when you went to fucking prom. This is, there's only like 15 or 20 of these whole things in the world. They're made specifically by Cadillac. They don't even look like a normal car because they're like a tank. They can with, withstand grenades and RPGs and insane gunfire. Direct cruiser 50 cal weaponry. And... He didn't notice it. Maybe it still hasn't uh, sunk in that he's president. You don't think the giant seal of the president of the United States was enough? I don't know. It wasn't a bullseye to walk toward to get into the car? I don't know. I'm not going to jump to conclusions about his mental state. Well, that's not your job. But it it, it is my job as an amateur analyst a psychoanalyst yeah. right, as, right, as right. dr alan francis called him. i think that he you know stress also does things to people <laughs> and uh he must be under a tremendous amount of stress tremendous mm-hmm. believe me yeah a lot of that stress is probably because of what is taking place right fucking now in south korea in north korea well south korea is a part of it too yes you're more concerned of it with south korea yeah because you deal with your the kids that you tutor. Yeah. Who are 99% South Korean. They're right. Korean kids. Right. And they have a lot of family there. And Some of your students are there right now. Yeah. Yes. So I've been concerned. And Well, you read several articles 
from first word to last word today about this conflict. <laughs> I've been reading everything about North Korea today. If I had Ativan <laughs> or 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 what's another drug that's an anti is Ativan an anti anxiety yeah. drug? Mm-hmm. Look at me yeah. knowing my my drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, or another what's another one? Xanax. Xanax, yeah, Xanax. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of, mm-hmm. trying to think of. Uh, if I had a handful of Xanax today, I would have grabbed you by the face and shoved them down your throat. Oh. Because you were very, very concerned. And rightfully so, I'm making a joke here. Well, I don't think I was overwhelmingly concerned, but I have kids that I love Yeah. over visiting their families. I, I'm just giving and, you shit. I know. I'm and I've you. talked to um, my, my boss, who also has family in South Korea. Uh, he served in the military there. And I asked him about this, you know, do you, you have concern about your family or, you know, is North Korea kind of this dark cloud that's always over your family? And he said, no, that they don't really worry about it. Yeah. So <laughs> very weird. Maybe, maybe that worry is starting to hit the uptick because new things are happening. Something's going to have to be done. Unfortunately, we're going to be forced into a position to do something because it looks like no one else is going to step up. Here's a news package from ABC telling you a little bit about it. There are also breaking developments overseas tonight. President Trump arriving a short time ago, and it comes amid the intensifying showdown with North Korea. The White House tonight with a new warning. President Trump arriving in Poland now, the big meeting with Vladimir Putin coming. But much of the focus right now, North Korea successfully testing its first intercontinental ballistic missile capable of hitting the U.S. And what the Pentagon acknowledged late today about that North Korean missile. Here's ABC's chief global affairs correspondent, Martha Raddatz, tonight. The missile launched by North Korea is more powerful and more sophisticated than anything that country has ever tested before. A two-stage intercontinental ballistic missile blasted straight up into space some 1,700 miles high. But here is what is so alarming. If the North Koreans angle the missile's trajectory for distance instead of altitude, experts say it could travel well over 4,000 miles, meaning it could potentially hit Alaska or even come close to Seattle. Kim Jong-un gleefully calling it a package of gifts on Independence Day. In response to the North Koreans, the U.S. and South Korea launched short-range missiles off the coast of the Korean Peninsula. There is still time for diplomacy, but the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. said today is a dark day. Time is short. Action is required. The world is on notice. And so let's get to Martha Raddatz in our Washington bureau tonight. And Martha, as you reported there, the Pentagon said today that the missile the North Koreans launched is something the U.S. has never seen before. Uh, Right, David. This is exactly the kind of missile the U.S. knew the North Koreans were working on, but we never expected it to be launched this soon. Experts say it is years ahead of schedule, David. Martha Raddatz, thank you. Years sooner, as you heard Martha report there, than what the U.S. thought. So let's get right to ABC's military analyst, retired Marine Colonel Stephen Ganyard. And Steve, you saw what Martha reported there, that if that missile had gone the same distance, but along a different trajectory, it could have made it to the U.S. Obviously, this is very concerning. So what does North Korea really have to do now to complete its nuclear missile plan? 
David, yesterday the North Koreans demonstrated that they have a rocket that can reach the United States. But take a look at this image. This is what's disturbing. This is what we believe is a miniaturized nuclear warhead. We don't know yet whether the North Koreans can put the warhead with the rocket and have it survive the heat of reentry. It's the last piece of the puzzle, and we know they're working hard to get it. The last piece of the puzzle. Steve Gander with us tonight. And in order to bring some comfort to the audience, I just want to say that Nikki Haley, the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, she was really on top of this. She was tweeting, spending my fourth in meetings all day. Hashtag thanks, North Korea. Goddamn. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then you have Donald Trump. Spending my, 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 my fourth of July in meetings. Thanks, North Korea. That's your job, dickhole. Yeah. Do your job. So North Korea, years ahead of schedule. Years. Right. I believe Michael Hayden, intelligence professional Hayden, he projected like three years away Mm -hmm. that this was going to happen and that I think maybe somewhat critical of Obama's strategic patience or whatever the, the moniker for their policy was, that it was only kicking the can down the road. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe that there, there is, there is uh, culpability on the part of Obama for not dealing with this with a more aggressive tone. Because here we are, something has to be done. Right. The, the, the International Space Station, just to give you a frame of reference, is only 250 miles above the Earth. This missile was launched 1,700 miles into space. That's a big difference. That's a technological capability that North Korea should not have. I think everyone is surprised by the technology as well because it jumped up quite a bit in a very short period of time. Especially if it's a multi-stage rocket. Yeah, and I don't know a lot about this, but apparently they were using a lot of old Soviet technology. Yeah. And now they believe that they have moved on to something more advanced. They figured shit out. Right. And they shot it strategically so that it would be lost in the sea and no one would be able to find it. That's the hope, right? That no one is going to be able to obtain it and look at it and figure out what they're doing. Well, I could say this. If, 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 if it's possible to find that... We're on it because we have a a blanket of satellites around the globe looking for that type of thing to re-enter the atmosphere and have, you know, the trajectory tracked to find out where it landed. Right. So there's a lot of moving parts here and a bunch of different theories. And one thing I read today is that Kim Jong-un has kind of been thought of as a joke, right? Everyone laughs at him. Yeah, sure. Even I've laughed at him. But this is scary He's been very successful as a totalitarian leader, and he's obviously been successful leading his military. Yeah. And so he's someone to take seriously at this point. I mean, he's assassinating family members who he feels might usurp his power, his authority, his throne. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one theory that um, aiming test missile, aiming the test missile at Japan um, is sending a signal that if we take a preventative shot at their missile sites, um, they'll take a shot at Japan. Right. We have a lot of allies in the region for sure. 
Well, we also have American military personnel stationed there. Th- tens of thousands, tens of thousands in both Korea and Japan. Right. Certainly. And then I've read that the problem with just taking out their arsenal is that some of it is probably underground. That's right. With it, within the, the, the framework of the mountain ranges there. Right. Yeah. So it's not as easy as just take it out. Just That's go do right. it. Yeah. Um. Also, they believe that they've built over a dozen nuclear bombs. And like they were talking about in the clip, the issue is that can they attach that to one of the missiles and um, cause a lot of problems? There's two ways in my estimation here to deal with this. and It's either a, a precision surgical type of insertion of special operators or mass casualty type of situation, which in 2017 doesn't seem to be the way that we would want to do it. We wouldn't want to take out Pyongyang with a nuclear weapon and risk the lives of, you know, hundreds of thousands of innocent North Koreans who are only there because they've been blockaded and and disallowed to travel to their family in South Korea. And maybe they're, they're loyalists to the regime, but they're also brainwashed. There's a lot of moving parts here. Largely why we should have dealt with this during the Obama administrations, the eight years of the Obama administration, and not left it to Tiny Hands McGee with the giant ego and the fragile ego to try to make sense of this. The only thing I'm thankful for is that we have uh, Secretary Mattis as the Secretary of Defense. Mm Mm-hmm. A thoughtful man, a very intelligent man at the helm there. Right. I would have been as as confident with uh, Gates, Bob Gates. Well, listen, anyone that can be helpful in this situation, that's what is needed. Because yeah, for sure. There's always these reports coming out of the White House where they give Donald Trump these binders filled with research. And he doesn't read them. He prefers being told information verbally. I'm uh, I'm assuming in not a long lecture format. Right. Um and they've even started preparing tweet-like sentences, like bullet point lists. Like tweet-length sentences. Right. So they because pay they know attention. that's that's how he communicates best and that's how he absorbs information is in 140 character bursts. President of the United States, everybody. Which isn't great because we we need someone who's... Th- it's it's more than just not yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. We need someone who's uh, thoughtful and reflective and who can take the time to actually learn in depth about this situation. Wait, what do you mean? You don't want this guy? And our second lady, never heard that term before, but that's what they say. You don't want that guy? No. Yeah, I don't want that guy either. White trash. Taking care of biz. Natalie Hage. Natalie Hage. I hope that I'm saying that correctly and it's not said in some sort of fancy way. Or is it Hagee? I don't know. Or Hag. Don't know. (laughs) Sorry about that. H-A-G-E. Instagram model. Yes. Natalie Hage. Yeah. And her handle is Natalie means nice. 
Natalie means nice. Yeah. So if you want to go follow her, do that. So here's what happened. She was on a flight and the flight was going to Los Angeles and she sat in her seat, which was in the middle. Unfortunately, we know how that goes. God damn. Tell me. I know how it goes. And the guy that was sitting next to her in the window seat was uh, making a huff as soon as she sat down, you know, making it apparent that he was unhappy with her presence. Put out. And then he started texting and kind of keeping the phone turned to him, which made it very obvious to her that he was trying to hide what he was doing. Apparently, they were in the the emergency exit row, too. Yeah. Yeah. So she started paying attention, looked at his phone, saw some mean things that he was texting about her, and decided to keep this to herself for the entire flight. But then once the flight landed, she decided to take care of his. Hey there. Fucking sluts. Uh, my name's Natalie. Hi, Hi, nice to meet you. Um, I couldn't help but notice that before we took off, you were sending really horrible text messages about me to somebody. I have photos. Yes, you were. You said, uh, they said something about, well, hope she didn't have any Mexican food. And you said, oh, she ate Mexican. Well, if my flight doesn't take off the ground, you know why. And stuff like that. I, I saw the whole thing. I was drinking yeah, just, you have no idea who you'll hurt with those kind of things. Did you hear what he said? Yeah, he was drinking. First, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Then she reads the text messages that she has a photo of. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I was drinking. I'm sorry. So you were drinking. And, like, do you normally make fun of fat people? Like, is that something that you like to do? Right. Right. I didn't want part of your table. You made me feel so uncomfortable to exist in this seat that I didn't want anything from you. I didn't want you to pick up my thing off the floor. You know, you know in, fairness, in fairness, you probably shouldn't be sitting in the edge of those seats. You know, when they ask you, are you willing and capable to assist people in getting off the airplane in an emergency? Do you honestly think that you are? That's funny because I work out about five times a week. I'm here okay. for a shoot. I'm a model and I have a very, very large social media following. Cool. I've been tweeting American Airlines this whole time, letting them know your seat number, our flight number, what's okay. happened, what you said. I showed them the photos, so they're going to take care of it for me. Okay. I don't think you'll ever see anything from it. And that, that's your own thing. Okay. So you know nothing about me by the that's size true. of my body. Yeah. You know nothing about me. So to say something, to have a quip like that back to me after I'm talking to you about this, after mm-hmm. you already apologized, is, a, did, is an extra asshole thing for you to do. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. You don't think it is? Because you think that, are you a doctor? Let me ask you something. Can you assume something about me? Are you a medical professional? I would just love to know like where your expertise is coming from. It's none of my business. That's none of my business. So business. my body is also none of your business, so you have no Fair idea enough. what I can or can't do with it. Fair enough. Right? And I don't know if you noticed, but the entire time I've been sitting here like this to make sure that I didn't dare get in your seat. You have an armrest over there. This gentleman and this gentleman, this gentleman over here has armrests. I have not had a single armrest the whole time because you both took up the armrests. But you also wanted to know if we could pick up the uh, armrests right, if because, they did move. Because before they did move. So that was attempting to me, and if and if you said no, then that would have been fine. It was a question. It wasn't, hey, move that. Hey, pick that up. It was, hey, can we pick these up? And they happened to not. And that was your choice. And if they did pick up and you said no, then that's your decision. 
I paid extra to sit in this seat because I knew I needed leg room. I have been researching first class flights and this class flights okay. for two weeks. This flight wasn't bought by me. It's bought by the company that's flying me out here to do this shoot. So I didn't have a choice on where I sat. I had a choice to get this bigger seat so that I didn't inconvenience anybody else. Okay. I know I am big, but I have not been in your way. And you have not left a neck mark on the side window. Yeah, that was really funny, huh? That's so funny. You liked that one, huh? Yeah. Don't ever treat somebody like that again. You're right. You don't know anything about me. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Natalie. Thanks. Is this your final day <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then I'm coming back home after my shoot. I live in Dallas. Then he tries to make small talk. Offers to help with the bag. That's a coward right there. Is this your final destination? Oh, let me help you with your bag after I was just a fucking dick to you. Yeah. So, I <laughs> am very impressed with her. Yeah. Well, we failed to mention at the onset that she's a plus-size gal. Yeah. She's a plus-size model. Yes. Who was flown out by an ad agency. Mm-hmm. Be- she was on a shoot. She was working. Yeah. That is a that, failure that, on well, our that, part. That's critical information. Yeah, we're sorry about that. But you know, she's a, she's still a model. It doesn't, you know, maybe that's see, that just proves that I'm no respecter of people, Brittany. I just said bottle. I wasn't thinking. I needed to say she was heavy. Yeah. Well, I think that <laughs> I think that you get it pretty close to the beginning of yeah, what's happening, yeah. what happened. So she sat this whole entire flight preparing for this moment. I think that's what helped her be so calm. I would not have been that calm, especially when... He didn't deserve calm. No, because he started pushing back. He apologized, but then he's like, you know what? Let me ask you something. Do you feel qualified to assist others if the plane crashes? No, I alone am qualified in my camouflage shorts (laughs) and my liver-spotted arms. It's like the life and times of Tim. Like, she should have been like, well, you know what? Let's arm wrestle right now. Yeah. And let's see who can handle. That is a reference no one gets. Someone better get it. (laughs) And someone better tweet me and say, I love the life and times of Tim. So Natalie, taking care of biz. Natalie's taking care of biz. Seriously. And we could have done... Our very first asshole of the day slash taking care of biz segment. We missed it. We just don't know this guy's name. or We don't Eric. know who he is. Eric. Well, It sounded like, like to, he said his name was Eric. I'd like to know who he is. It's probably not his name. <laughs> he lied about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, Natalie. Oh, can I carry your bags, my lady? Yeah. Let me pick that up. Ugh. I'm being so nice. People fucking suck. All right. On that cheery note, we're going to leave you there, you guys. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks for tuning in to our 4th of July call-in episode. Thanks for sticking around. We appreciate your listenership. We appreciate your support through Patreon and PayPal and buying shit on Amazon. You guys are the best audience. We really feel that way. There's a connection here, and we love you so much we'll see you next time we got some good stuff on the way in the way of bonus content and uh i'm excited to bring it to you until next time for Brittany page i am jesse dollamore and this has been 
I doubt it. But I imagine that they're talking about Jason Momoa or Bobby Cannavale <laughs> or um, who else? 